This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam Ala Sayyidil Anbiya'i wal Mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Yaqulu subhanahu wa ta'ala Fi kitabihi al-kareem Ba'd an aqula A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim Wa la tatamannaw ma faddalallahu bihi Ba'dakum ala ba'd Lirrijali nasibun min maktasabu Walin nisai nasibun min maktasabun Wasalu allaha min fadlih Inna allaha kana bi kulli shay'in alima رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقهوا قولي امين يا رب العالمين ان شاء الله before i share with you some things about the ayah that i've picked for this talk i want to tell you guys something about myself and imam siraj back in college uh, this is like 98 99 2000 time i used to be in an msa in new york city at baruch college and you know how msa has club hours we had club hours on thursdays And we're in New York City, and of course this masjid is in Brooklyn, so a couple of us guys would go on Wednesday night, because we knew there's no way to catch Imam Siraj Wahaj that time on the phone, it's impossible. So we used to go to masjid taqwa for like vuhr, cut a class or two, and go. I don't, don't recommend it. So go, go to vuhr, and just go up to the desk, the security desk, there's a really big scary brother there, and so, so is, is Imam there? We have to ask him something about our MFA. This <laughs> is wait in the masala, brother. Okay, okay. So Vahar comes. No Imam Siraj. All right, guys, let's wait till Asr. <laughs> wait till Asr. Maghrib. Imam Sal. Imam's here. Imam, we gotta talk to you. We gotta talk to you. Uh, we've been here since Vahar. Could you please come to our program tomorrow? There's gonna be like four of us there, but doesn't matter. <laughs> Imam Siraj would consistently, every time we came and we dragged him, he would come consistently to our programs, even if there was six people sitting there, four people sitting there, it didn't matter to him. He's just, he just did it for us. He, had, he was this father figure for us. And ever since then, and this is before I could grow a beard, by the way, mind you, okay? So ever since then, he's been picking on me at conferences consistently. He does not stop. And he has the right to do it, so I'm not complaining. But I just, you know, I'll be like, I love you. And I'm like, I mean, I really, really love you. <laughs> But this is easier on me. You know what he used to do back in the day? I'd be sitting back in the audience somewhere, and in the middle of his talk out of nowhere, where's Nutman? I know you're here. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But anyhow, what I wanted to talk to you about in these few minutes Inshallah ta'ala is, you know, YM, I have to give you guys credit for picking the weirdest titles for speeches. You know, you've, you've beat the MSA and you've beat other conferences in strange titles. I believe I can fly. Are you serious? <laughs> First time, I, is this going to be about drugs or what is it going to be about? <laughs> and this, the title of this speech for me apparently is, I love you bro. <laughs> So you can just basically take that anywhere you can. But I, I'll take it to what I think is an appropriate discussion, and an important one, especially for young Muslims. 
Some of the older Muslims here have suffered as a result of not understanding and internalizing some of these things in their life. Look, I say this in a lot of my talks, but the most important relationships you have are the ones that are not in public. The most important relationships you and I have are inside our homes, in our private lives. And even if you have a great reputation outside, if you are a horrible, you have a horrible relationship with your own brother, your own sister, your own parents, your own close friends, you don't have good relations with them. You end up in an argument with them very, very quickly. Very easily you lose your temper with them or they lose their temper with you. Or you notice that everybody in your family is usually upset with you for some reason, then there's a problem. Then it doesn't matter what people on the outside think of you. That's all hollow and that's empty. Because those are not relationships, those are acquaintances. They're just people that know, you, know about you. They don't know you. The people that know you aren't happy with you. That should tell you something about yourself. That should tell me something about our, myself. And that's something that really needs a lot of work. And I tell you in Islam, we talk about big things and we sometimes overlook what we think are little things. But Allah doesn't let us do that in His Qur'an. You know, we talk about Islam coming to all of the world and institutions and universities and big visions. And I share those visions. But at the same time, our deen makes us start at the level of the individual, forces us to fix the situation inside the household first, so we can build a better society. Our deen teaches us that the building block of a good society is the family first. The ducks going together. You know, the geese, I'm sorry, the geese. They're going together. So on that note, I want to share something with you. Something about jealousy. Something about jealousy. What is the first murder that happened in human history? Anyone know? Call it out. I have, I'm over five minutes. Okay, I'll, I'll hold this closer. Go ahead, tell me first murder in history. Habil al-Qabil. An act of jealousy. An act of jealousy between siblings, yes? Even before that crime, the first sin or the first act of direct disobedience to Allah that we know of can also be found rooted in jealousy. The jealousy of Iblis against Adam alayhi salam. Jealousy is serious business. Jealousy is serious business. And jealousy is so powerful that even if you come up in a good household, Yaqub alayhi salam is an awesome father. I cannot question his parenting, I can't. As a matter of fact, and I've said this many times before, when the Qur'an talks about role model fathers, it keeps going back to Yaqub alayhi salam. Yaqub alayhi salam is highlighted as a model for fathers, and how you're supposed to be with your children. And yet, even in that amazing, beautiful household, that is three generations of prophets, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ishaq alayhi salam, Yaqub alayhi salam, and then their sibling Yusuf alayhi salam, fourth generation too. Even in that household, trouble makes its way as a result of what? Jealousy. Between siblings. Between siblings. Sibling rivalry they call it nowadays, right? Now tell me this, I mean, how many of you have siblings by the way, just so I know who I'm talking to? Okay, mashallah, we're Muslims, like pretty much all of us have siblings. <laughs> we don't do single child, that's just not our style. You know? Like only one? Aren't you bored? You know? <laughs> so, with our, as our children are coming up and as I came up, and as you come up, sometimes dad gets angry at you 
first thing that goes in your head. How come he doesn't get, dad, get mad at him? How come he's always picking on me? How come my mom keeps telling me, why can't you be more like your sister? I hate her. And now I hate her even more because mom wants me to be like her. I can't stand her. And that's, that rivalry grows. And it just... And you have friends. As you grow older, you have friends outside. And your sister walks into the room and says, Get out of here! These are my friends! You can't have any of those. And then when your friends leave the house, you say, Were you talking to my friend? Don't talk to my friends. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> rivalry between sisters. Rivalries between brothers. You know? Always fighting over stuff. Yo, bro, that's my shirt. What? <laughs> you always do that. I hate that. And you're just beating each other up. And then, of course, dad comes in. And because we are, mashallah, Muslim fathers are awesome. They'll they, I do one of two things. One, they'll punish the guy closest to them. Right? That's one, like, justice system in the Muslim. Hey, come here. That's one. And two... And two, th this is also a pretty amazing... No, 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 we should have equal rights. So let's gather the entire extended family and punish all of them. Because... <laughs> you know, right? And as you're all getting punished, you blame that one. It's because of his. I can't stand him. As, you know, in childhood, these things are funny. But they grow, and they grow, and they grow. And eventually, you're gonna have a family of your own. And you're not going to be calling your brother or your sister because of some things that we've been brewing for a very, very long time. I tell you now, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I think one of the people that understands me better than anybody else, I can talk to her when I can't talk to... Even my mom I can't talk to sometimes about some things. My wife, nobody will understand like my older sister. And she's very different from me. We're like polar opposites. We get on each other's nerves. We do. But when it comes to certain things, the, I know the only one that will understand what I'm saying is her. And she knows the only one that will understand what she's saying is me. So we call each other and talk about that stuff. You know? Siblings have to have a lot of love for each other. And you, it's amazing, you know? Some things Allah put inside of us. You'll be beating each other to death at home. Like, you two guys are just pounding each other. And then you go to school and somebody says something about your little brother. You go, eh, what you say about my brother? It's my brother. I get to punch him in the face. You don't even, you know. <laughs> you don't talk about my brother like that. You know, you're so protective of him on the outside. It's time to start being protective of your siblings inside the home too. They have to be your best friends. Fighting's gonna happen. It's, 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 it's inevitable. But jealousy should never be there. These, a little bit of a quarrel here and there, that's a natural part of growing up. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't say there's anything wrong with it. You know? But there has to be a healthy atmosphere. A lot of you parents are worried because you're noticing your siblings, all they do when they talk is they fight. All, every time they interact, they're upset with each other. You know? And they don't want any, the other to be around. And with girls, it's even more complicated. It's really complicated with girls. My girls will tell me, Abba, she looked at me. Okay, 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 calm down, calm down. Hey, don't look at her. <laughs> I wasn't looking at her. <laughs> so complicated. <laughs> she always says I'm looking at her. <laughs> you know, 
But these, some, to some level this is natural. But at another level, you know what happens? Mom loves her more. Mom loves him more. Dad always praises him and always puts me down. My failures are a result of the love I don't get. I'm messed up because of that guy. You know, my, my little brother went to med school and I'm still like, you know, super duper awesome senior. And, you know, trying to figure out what major I'll be. I'm 28 years old. I'm like, I'm not sure what, what uh, you know. I met those guys. I met those 28, 29 year olds. So, you've been in college? Yeah, alhamdulillah. So, what's your major? I don't know. I decided to change it. How many times, bro? You know, and then if you get deep into a conversation, you know, my brother, he's just, he's really smart. And, you know, Allah gave him the good genes. He came, apparently, he gave you a jinn. He gave him genes. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Don't blame your inadequacy on somebody else. And the easiest target is your sibling or your parent. My parents didn't give me enough love. I did, they didn't do this for me. They didn't do that for me. Stop blaming others. Al-ma'adhiru makathim. Excuses are nothing but lies. That's all they are. So let's, let's listen to what Allah Azza wa has to say. Very powerful statement. وَلَا تَتَمَنَّوْ وَلَا تَتَمَنَّوْ مَا فَضَّلَ اللَّهُ بِهِ بَعْضَكُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ Surah An-Nisa. And by the way, I just before I tell you what the ayah means, where it is in Surah An-Nisa is also remarkable. Right before this ayah, Allah was talking about major sins. Major sins. Allah Azza wa Jalla says right before this ayah, "In tajtanibu kabaa hawna anhu, nukafir anhu sayyatikum, wa nuthilkum mudhalan karima." If you were to be able to stay away from the major sins, kabaa hawna anhu. The major, the big deals of the things that you have been forbidden from. Murder, riba, halal, haram consumption, those kinds of things. If you can stay away from that big stuff, I'll forgive your sins. Nukafir ankum sayyatikum. We will bury away from you your evil deeds. And look at the language. We will enter you into a gracious entrance. In other words, the gate itself. You could say the gate will be gate, beautiful in paradise. You could say the gate is going to be grand, it's going to be big. Allah says, no, the gate will be noble. In other words, anybody walking through it is being honored. They're being like, you know, inaugurated. They're being commemorated as they walk in. So honor is mentioned, dignity is mentioned. And in the very next ayah, Allah talks about people that have low self-esteem. They don't have enough respect for themselves. In the previous ayah, Allah said, I want you to go through a noble gate. Mudhalan karima, an entrance that is noble in and of itself. And the next, wala tatamannu ma fadl Allahu bihi baghdakum ala baghd. Don't wish for the things Allah favored others with, some over others. Allah gave some your your sibling better physical strength. He gave you better intellect. He gave him a more mathematical mind. He gave you a more you know creative mind, artistic mind. You know, what is going on back there? It's pretty awesome. Are there some kinds of extreme sports this year at the... Anyway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sibling rivalry back there. Okay. So, what I'm trying to get across is Allah forbade us from wishing, I wish I could be taller. I wish I was the older brother. I wish I was like my sister. I wish I was this. I wish I was that. What Allah has given you is good. It's a favor from Allah. And wishing for something else is actually a negation of Alhamdulillah. When you and I say Alhamdulillah, we're grateful to Allah for what He has given us. Not what we wish He gave us. 
Not what we wish. It, Alhamdulillah, already is a statement of self-esteem. You're already grateful, happy, content with what Allah has given you, with what Allah has given me. Don't try to be somebody else. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. And acknowledge that what you have is a gift from Allah Azza wa And then he even adds, sometimes this happens between brothers and sisters. You know, my brother gets to go outside. I don't get to hang out late at night. My brother gets to do everything. I don't get to do anything, the, the sister says. Allah says, لِلْرِجَالِ نَصِيبٌ مِمَّا اكْتَسَبُوا وَلِلْنِسَاءِ نَصِيبٌ مِمَّا اكْتَسَبْنَا For men, they have a portion from what they're gonna earn. For women, they're gonna have a portion from what they're gonna earn and nothing more. In other words, you, what you get in this world is trivial compared to what you're gonna earn with Allah. What you have to earn with Allah, it's equal opportunity. Just work on getting the, the rida, the pleasure of Allah. And so one of the last things I want to share with you on this issue, because I'm telling you, this can really destroy a person. If you don't pay attention to this, you can become obsessive. You can become so obsessive that every time you think about your problems, you don't think about yourself. You think about who to blame other than yourself for your problems, and it's usually someone, in many cases, that you're jealous of. It's very peculiar that in Surah Yusuf, I was telling you about the story of jealousy, right? The aspect of jealousy between Yusuf and his brothers. It's very peculiar that when Yusuf's brothers spoke, the Qur'an records their speech. And in, the, in Allah recording what they said, He basically psychoanalyzed them. He gave us the entire psychological profile of these kids in like a sentence. You, could, you got these kids figured out. You know what they said? You know, they're a bunch of guys. And they don't begin with the, defining themselves. They begin with defining the problem they have in their life. And then they define themselves. My goodness. Yusuf and his brother, dad loves them way more than he does us. And we are a strong bunch of guys. Instead of saying, we're a strong bunch of guys, how come dad loves them more? They couldn't even talk about themselves first. You know why? Because they're so obsessed with their object, this object of jealousy. It's so invaded their minds. Whenever they get together, they talk about that. You know? This is a very serious problem because what this does is it never allows you to grow. It never allows you to become a better person, to, to, to come out of your shell. You're constantly living in the fake shadow of somebody else. And you put that shadow there yourself. Nobody else did that for you. You know? وَنَحْنُ usba. And then of course, the blame doesn't stop at your sibling. If you say my sibling is better than me, smarter than me, then the next thing is my parents must have been their fault. So the first object of your, of your negative feelings was your sibling. Then the, it, it progresses over to what? Your parents. They say, إِنَّا أَبَانَا لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينَ Our father is clearly confused. So not only do we have bad feelings towards Yusuf, now it's gonna extend to dad also. And by the way, what happens to many of us? First we blame somebody else, then we blame even connected, we expand the circle, and eventually you know what happens? People start blaming Allah Himself. Allah didn't bless me. Allah didn't give me enough. Allah describes these two adjectives together in the Qur'an. Ya'usun kafur. It's very powerful adjectives. Ya'usun kafur. Whenever trouble comes to a certain kind of person, they become extremely depressed. Ya'uz, mubalagha. Ya'uz, extremely overwhelmingly negative. Ya'uz, yani, la yadkhul fi dhihnihi shay'un ijabi. Nothing positive enters his mind. He's always thinking about problems. La yadhak, la yabtasim. He doesn't laugh, he doesn't smile. 
It's just constantly like negative, negative. You ever, you ever see those people? You just, you're within five feet of them, you get depressed. Those kinds of people. Isn't this conference amazing? Yeah, but it's... I don't know. You know, just got to down everything. Or when you're talking, they have to find the negative in everything. Wasn't that khutbah amazing? Yeah, but somebody double parked a car. I'm sorry. You have to find something. You have to find something to poke at. Something to be negative about. This is Ya'us. And Allah says, the only, the only university you will graduate into from this high school of Ya'us is Kafur. The only thing after this kind of depression is disbelief. If you're constantly complaining, you have no reason to be grateful to Allah. No reason to praise Him. And when that praise disappears, all that's left is disbelief. SubhanAllah. It's a very logical progression. It's a very logical progression. That's why it's so important. And Shaykh Abdul Nasir at another session spoke about this. Allah Azza wa Jal forbids us from losing hope in Allah. Why? Because hope is the first thing to go. Iman is next. Iman is next. And it starts for many of you with jealousy. A lot of your depression is a result of jealousy. And it shouldn't be. I'll, give you some, I'll end with some practical examples. Oh wow, the one, is that one written thing for Imam Siraj or was that for me? God, I looked down and found it. Okay. So you have, for example, where I come from, Pakistan. Alhamdulillah, I have three, four daughters, three together and then two sons and then a fourth daughter. And, you know, they're, they're little girls right now, but I have three sisters and all three of them got married. And there was a formula in our household. And this is not just a formula in my household, there's a formula across households. The oldest daughter should get married first. Then the one younger than her, then the one younger than her. And if you are the fourth brother, well, you know what? Isbir, wasabir, warabit, wattaqillah. Too bad. We have to go in order. Because it looks bad. Because it looks bad. And if for instance, a proposal came for one of the younger daughters, we have to turn it down because there's two more planes waiting to take off. So you can't get on the runway until it's the turn for your flight. So you gotta, you're in the pipeline. And if one does get married, the other two older sisters are in serious depression like, come on. He cut the line, you know. It's like when you're upset with somebody who cuts the line at the restaurant. <laughs> Come on, bro. You know. That's not, it's not fair. There's, what, what formula is this? We made these arbitrary rules and put ourselves in trouble. When Allah brings rizq your way, a good proposal comes the way of your family, it's like rizq. It's like a gift from Allah. Consider it. Don't just say it doesn't meet our formula that we set up for ourselves and we will hold on to it stronger than we hold on to any commandment of God Himself. And we'll put our own family in trouble as a result. Allah says to us, Yuridullahu an yukhaffifa ankum. Allah wants to lighten your burden for you. We make our life hard. We make it hard. These jealousies land us in so much trouble. So much difficulty. If your brother went to med school, it is not, oh no, my God, your parents are gonna hate me for this one. If your brother went to med school and you don't like medicine, and you're going because your brother went, and if you don't go, then there's gonna be some serious like, oh, well at least one son I can introduce at weddings. This is my son, he's a doctor. He's gonna be inshallah. Don't you have another? Uh, excuse me, I gotta go. 
the other kids just sitting there like, thanks, mom. You know, don't do that to your kids. Don't, don't instill that jealousy in them. Don't put that jealousy in them. There are so many things in our culture. And last thing I want to talk about, just the parents, guys. Just the parents here. There are things that are part of our culture now that instill jealousy. That introduce jealousy into the family. Birthdays. Birthdays. I'm not talking about a fatwa. You know, I, I'm not qualified. But you go and you get one of your kids a gift. What's, what, have you seen the look on the other kid's face? Have you ever seen what they look like? When's my birthday coming? Mm. It was just last month. I gotta wait 11 more months? And until then I have to just tolerate that this one received special accolade over everybody else? You guys review, you guys repeat. The story of Yusuf salam. dad loves him more than us. You repeat that every birthday in your household. If you're gonna get a gift, get it for everybody. If you're gonna get it, get it for everybody. And if you're gonna give a gift, make a part of it a gift that's supposed to be given to charity together. Allah gave us this, we're gonna give some of it back. Instill good values into your kids. Values that don't brew jealousy among them. Stop comparing your children to your other children. Stop purposely praising some of your children in front of other children. Stop doing that. You're my good son. Looking at the other kid, you're my good son. Right? This is my good daughter, mashallah. She listens to me. <laughs> Man, if you could if you could see the flames coming out of the other one's head. <clears throat> you know, when you see a knife in the other other one's pillow when she goes to bed, you know where that came from. You did that. The parents did that. That's no way of parenting. I don't know why these, all these like psychological, forms of psychological torture became standard in Muslim households as parenting techniques. But that's all they are, it's psychological torture. You're just finding a way to like stick it to your kids. Come on. Your kids should feel the most comfortable with you. The most relaxed with you. Their jealousy should be removed. They should be protective of one another. It's, it's a destructive force. It's a destructive, destructive force. And you have to not just be, not just that you're, you're, you're not jealous of your siblings, or constantly talking down to your siblings. I'm giving advice to the older siblings now. Older siblings, be nicer to your younger siblings. You're not their parent. And they'll tell you that, you're not my dad. Oh yeah? Oh no, bigger. You know, like, yeah. What you got? No, what you got? No, huh? Huh? Who's your bro? Huh? Be nicer to your younger siblings. Be kinder to them. It's important because they will grow to resent you. Naturally, younger kids, younger siblings, they grow to love and admire their older siblings. You know why they're always taking your stuff? Not because they think it's cool. Because they think you're cool and they want to be like you. That's what it is. They just really like you. They look up to you. They want to be like you. Do you know why they want to talk to your friends? Not their own? Because they, they really like you. They just they think, my older brother is so cool. They won't say it to your face, but they do. Why? And you're like, why are you always following me around? God, leave me alone. No, he's following you around because he loves you. And you should keep them with, with you. You should be more tolerant of them with you. You should take them. When you hang out with your friends, take them with you. Take her with you. It's okay. It's an expression of love. And it's supposed to be there. And if when that's there, man, one day you will, you will appreciate it. 
Because later, I've seen a lot of homes, when these siblings become older, the younger one refuses to talk to the older one. My older brother's, you know, he's a jerk. I don't want to talk to him. My older sister's such, so messed up. I don't want to talk to her. You know, and that's when you'll see the pay the price. I told you now, alhamdulillah, I'm a family man. I have wife, I have kids, I have parents. Alhamdulillah, we're all together. But sometimes you just need your sibling. You just need your brother, you just need your sister. You know, is it Adhan time? Inshallah ta'ala. So I, I hope that inshallah ta'ala, we can benefit from this conversation. Barakallahu li wa lakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.